watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed red-tipped toothpick Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Nick Weiger, and as you might have suspected, I'm an esper. And, and I'm and I'm self-proclaimed uh, suspicious new kid, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, Apodaca. You're <laughs> awfully suspicious. It's me, just a little suspicious kind of guy. If for some reason you are just joining us here on the Patreon-supported podcast that also appears on Stitcher Premium, this is Get Animated, where we are doing a watchdown of mid-2000s mega-hit the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, and we're watching it in broadcast order, which means today's episodes, if you watch on Crunchyroll, are episodes 3 and 10. 3 and 10. When this show first premiered, it premiered out of order, out of sequence, and non-linearly, per- perhaps for, mm, I don't know, like, reasons that make sense to the show itself. But before we talk about any of that, hmm. we're a bunch of loser nerds on this show. Just a bunch you. of fucking jerks. We all have like wedgies a, right like, now. Like real idiots. Like like I, I can't. I can't, insulting. I can't eat yogurt without getting it all over my shirt, and neither can these guys. That's right. No fucking couple three three mucky pups. Excuse me, Mister Bartender. Do you have any chocolate milk? That's us. Yeah. Uh, can you give me a haircut that makes me look like a fucking idiot? Sometimes I wake up and I shove myself down a flight of stairs. I kick my own ass. I'm enraged by all this, and I'm going to wipe this yogurt off my face and tell you what I think. <laughs> Everyone's but, go-to yogurt. Go. <laughs> but I want to say, this isn't the only anime we watch. We do a lot of weebing. That's a reference to... Okay, so like, if you're, if you're like, what the fuck is a weeb? Just, just Urban Dictionary it. I'm just going to tell you real quick, if this is your first episode, it shouldn't be. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, don't start midstream. <laughs> yeah. Look, I got a message from somebody who was like, thank you so much for sometimes re-onboarding people because mm. I was a new listener and nothing made any sense. And then you onboarded us and I felt a lot more comfortable. So I, I just like to touch base a little bit. And speaking of touching base, why don't we hear from Ash Ketchum about... Hey, hey, it's me, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Guys, what have you been weeping? Nick Weiger, I choose you. Okay, that's what I was waiting for, because I was like, I gotta, be, someone's gotta be chosen. Nick Weiger, be... return, oh, Mato Badaka, I choose you. I okay, here smells horrible. <laughs> Bunch of spilled yogurt in there. Um, <laughs> I'll go, I'll go quick, because I, I don't have as big of an update as I did last week, but I am continuing my watch of Cowboy Bebop and the vibes, the vibes are just simply immaculate. They're so fucking good. It's it the, the, the animation style is so fluid and just so unique. Um, but then you could just also tell that like, I don't know that like it has such a storied, like it has such a long tail, right? Like I can, I feel like I can uh, recognize like just like stuff from Cowboy Bebop, like not necessarily in the same way that like you would recognize something from Evangelion, but like just like overall vibes, you, it, it carries through to other uh, to other media for sure. Um, but I'm just I'm really enjoying that. And it's, can, it's just, can I can ask how how far into the series are you? Like which which characters have you been introduced to? Uh, I mean, just like the main, and this is the problem. 
I have a hard time with characters' names unless mm. we're like really like hunkering down. I know Spike obviously is like his name, uh, but I don't know the rest of his crew's name, uh, n- their names. Like the guy, like the big guy, I don't know his name. Um, I don't know Jet? the gr- Jet. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I know it. That's great. Um, <laughs> and then uh, this is. I don't know what the hot woman's name is. Um, Faye, she, Valentine. Faye, Faye Valentine. Faye, yeah. Oh, how could I even forget? I certainly didn't know that uh, after a, a quick Google search. <laughs> after watching one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Faye's great. And uh, I, I'm about, last week I said I had watched three or four. I, it turned out I watched three. So I've watched two more since then. So I've seen five episodes. Got it. Um, and so I'm just, I'm taking my time through it, but I'm really enjoying it. And it is. I think, just... I think there's another major character you've yet to meet. If I'm remembering the order of the episodes, sorry, keep going. Um, I'm just enjoying it because it's also it's also like a pretty funny show. Like it has like some yeah. really funny stuff in it. Uh, so it's got a little something for everybody. Some humor, some some action, some fan service. Uh, it's it's got it's got it all. And you know what? It's got that outer space, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're a big advocate of space is better than old. Yes, and this um, is sort of a unique a space show. It's a unique sort of thing, though, because by today's standards, even though you know it came out in 1998, it's you know anything that's like 20 years old and up is old to some people. Mm. So this is like space and old. Sure. Oh, oh my god! It's tough to hear. And I didn't make the rules, but it's just how this is how it is. Um, you know, but I, but I'm really enjoying it. And I can't wait to see, uh, the further adventures of Spike and the crew, Jet, Faye, the rest. <laughs> I, so I think I've told this story on this show before that, uh, there was a very hardcore, uh, branch of a Akihabara anime store that opened here in the early 2000s in LA called, mm. uh, Animate. Uh, and when I was there, um, on opening day, uh, the only other person in the store was Keanu Reeves. Uh, wow. I've told this story before. Yeah. But um, what I haven't said is that I was really poor at the time, so most of the shit in there I could not buy, but I saw a Cowboy Bebop necklace, and I was like, holy fucking shit, I'm going to save up and buy this necklace. And I bought the necklace, and it was a tiny harmonica. Like... Oh. Charm, charm-sized harmonica, and I think it said cowboy on it, right? And it was playable. Wow. This little, tiny, like, stick of gum, like, small, like, trident gum-sized harmonica. That's too small for a harmonica. It was pretty neat. It played, like, three notes. Yeah, that's cool, though. Um, what the did thing I buy? Really, the thing I really wanted was that they had was Vash the Stampede sunglasses. Oh. And even though I don't watch or didn't watch Trigun, the fact that they existed, I was like, fuck. Man, those are pretty great. Uh, Natalie got me for my birthday once. Who? For, from my wife, Natalie. Uh-huh. Okay. Just my, she's I, my wife. Yeah, I mentioned her on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah, just double you know, checking. Just it's always years. good to just check in to see if you keep your story straight. But all yeah. right, yeah, because because uh, you bring this name up a few times, and and yet I, I I don't know if we've ever seen any real evidence of your existence outside of the room that you're in. We we all know my wife. Uh, she's she's very <laughs> real. I have to say, 
I have met Natalie. I met her one time at a live there you show. Go. Voice. There she you is, go. She is real. Yeah. Did she want to leave? Absolutely. <laughs> Did she? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but she got me from. Uh, she got me from a. I don't know where she got it from. Um, the manga shop or something. But it was. It ended up being. It was. It was bootleg. But it was still awesome. It was a bootleg. Uh, four disc soundtrack for Cowboy Bebop. It was like every Oof. track from the show. Ooh. And I think it was like the, it had been released in Japan and never released in the U.S., so they just did a bootleg version of it. But it was fucking rad. And this was before, you know, all those songs could be found easily streaming. You'd have to, like, go into the, the depths of Kazaa to find uh, to find these MP3s. So, yeah, just just that that was in heavy rotation. That was a great gift. And it had, like, a, like a fucking great, you know, like, great art on the cover and everything. It was a nice, yeah. nice little booklet. There is a um, – I wish I had – not purchased the complete series box set that I got. It's not a huge set. It's just like a you know couple discs. Yeah. Um, because there is now there's a big anniversary for Cowboy Bebop coming up where there's like a really nice collector's edition coming out with like a bunch of stuff and like I'm like I can't justify having two of these. I one I'm not finished with the show. Yes. Uh, and two, uh, I just don't know. Uh, you know if that's something I would necessarily like spend a lot of money on but i've seen the set and it looks really nice they always fucking do that yeah like i was looking at they have all the the mission impossible films have been like released on blu-ray and i'm like i know when dead reckoning parts one and two come out that they're going to release another set that has where it's either like if i buy the those discs standalone they're not going to match all the ones that the the existing you know uh, the set that's out there, the existing six film set, or then, or alternately, I have to rebuy the entire fucking collection. And I, yeah, they they fucking do that. I know it, it. It that's the thing with like a an incomplete ongoing saga. Like yeah. you'll get the set, and then like you'll get the one that comes out after that, and it like yeah, it'll just like look different and bad. Like yes, on your shelf, blue. What the hell's going on? <laughs> it's like you remember those Simpsons DVDs where they had they switched it up and they had they had the seasons that were shaped like the containers were shaped like characters' heads. Yes, uh, like these weird foam boxes. Don't remind me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I had like seasons one through five, and there were these really nice, you know, like traditional uh, DVD cases, yeah. and then they come out with those, and I was enraged. I was so <laughs> mad, and also because I was like. Young enough where I was like asking for those like for my birthday or whatever, yeah. and uh, I have seasons one through ten on DVD. Guess how many of the heads that I have? Zero. Two. Two. Why would I only have two of only the heads? Two. It's so stupid. Because then they they then people there was a backlash and then they reissued them with new cases. Yes. So and I can't remember if they were like it was a thing you could order just the case because I, I remember having season six and then I got the new season six case. Like there's a Homer head case oh, and then another one that looks that matched the others, but I don't think that was me rebuying them. I think that I just got the case somehow. Yeah, I have Homer and Marge. Yeah, yeah. Where, they... Like you put you like like how is Marge gonna fit on your shelf? It's... She's got that high hair. Lisa's got all the spikes. Where are you, how are you supposed to to uh, put that on a traditional shelf? That's not. It's not screen accurate. It's like it's you know it's not the entire length. It's of her towering. Uh, but that, but that's it for me. You know, I just, I just wanted to confirm it is the 25th anniversary 
uh, box set of Cowboy wow. Bebop. 25 years. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. Barf. 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 Uh, but what a, sh- what a show. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, who wants to go next? That's a bash. Hey, Heather. Why don't you go next? <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, wow. Let's see. Uh, what have I been weaving? Uh, you got your slow IV drip of one episode of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Witch from Mercury each week. That's nice. Like that. Uh, rereading Gundam The Origin, which recaps the uh, events of the first series as a manga, which the original series has shown its age a little bit. So rereading it as a manga is a, 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 an action-filled romp through the, the events of the one-year war. Okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I mean, I think that's it. Like, I don't, can't think of, I've been thinking about watching Evangelion on VHS, but I haven't gotten around to it. I've been thinking um, about watching Evangelion again. Oh, God, it's so you good, man. You can do man. that. It's within your power. I think I'm allowed, but it's, I it's also so I have good. the manga, and, you know, there's just a lot going on. Finish, ca- re- finish Cowboy Bebop. I'm going yeah, to finish, gonna finish that. Go through Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, finish the Bebop. The ver- like, I, I bet Bebop was, it's Bebop and Dragon Ball that really uh, arced America in anime fandom with mm. Toonami. That's what I think. But I, I, I don't know. Um, it's weird. Now, if you watch anime, you don't think of yourself as an anime fan. You just sure. are watching the shows. Have we talked about that here before? I don't, um, I don't think it would, maybe not uh, this explicitly, but yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, I mean, like, it used to be that if you watched anime, you were an anime fan. Now if you watch Attack on Titan, you're just somebody in the millions of people that watch Attack on Titan. Right. Like, you don't yeah. think of yourself as an anime person. Yeah, uh, like, you don't just, like, if you are a fan of Lost, you're not just, like, a sci-fi fan. You just like to watch TV. Oh, man, Matt, yeah. did you see that expose? Oh boy, did I! And was it? it it's, it's a fucking. It was a bummer to read. It was an I absolute so bummer sorry, to read. Man. The culture yeah. of the behind the scenes and lost, not good. Turns yeah, out, not not good, not good. Racist which, and bad, which oh, is boy. a fucking shame. Uh, but also, not to mention they never got off that island. Oh, God that is damn. simply the worst of it. Don't get me started on the smoke monster. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, uh, okay. Well, anyway. Um, Something ha- similar just happened to K-pop too. I feel like like K-pop was a thing where just I, I know people still like I- I'm still into K-pop, but like I feel like with BTS, it- it's like uh, you know it's so fucking big. They're so you know ubiquitous that now I feel like that's just kind of bled into popular music. They're like the Beatles, I- maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe 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 that's still in-, in in the early stages, but I feel like that's another thing that's kind of been become ma- just mainstreamified. I'm yeah. sure there's a term for that when that happens in pop culture. Beatlemania, I think. Beatlemania, yeah, that's what it is. Don't come for me if you don't like the comparison. Don't be a snob, okay? BTS is basically the same thing currently. Yeah, 100%. But, uh, Heather, were you done? Yeah, that was it. Light week for me. Oh. Wow. Ash, does Ash want to maybe call anybody else? Nah. Ash, no? Nah. I think I've heard enough. You've heard okay. enough. That's interesting. Uh, I'll just uh, close this browser tab. Um, let's talk about the melancholy of... No, uh, Nick. Wait, I, he, like I, he, go ahead, Matt. 
I just you know, I gotta stick up for my friend. Wow. Thank Ash. you, Ash. What? Wait. What? <laughs> and see, this brings me exactly to my point. Ash, you got one thing on the brain right now, and it's you. And that's not really fair. That's not fair to Nick. That's not yeah. fair to the show. No, Nick yeah. has Sorry. to talk. I'm, pe- I'm peeking right now. It's it's hard for me to keep everything straight. You know, <laughs> I'm on a I'm on a real like a real journey, and it's it's just hard for me to keep everything straight. But Madam Badak, I choose you. Wait, wait, I re- I re- already went, so I'm gonna relinquish my time to Nick Weiger. I was wow. at this party in New York last night. What things were crazy. Uh, I did having, some. Were you having dinner with Lauren? Questionable things. Uh, all right, Matt, uh, Matt up Nick. Yes. Nick, I choose you. <laughs> wow, thanks, Ash. So, um, we talked about the Simpsons earlier. Still watching uh, some Simpsons in Japanese. Don't really have any new thoughts on that. Don't have any real, really, any new thoughts on Doctor Stone. Making my way through that. I do have a frustration with the app I'm using to watch. This the the podcast uh, the the podcast the the anime we're covering on the podcast, which is the Crunchyroll app on PS5. Now, as we know, both Crunchyroll and PlayStation are Sony brands, but the Crunchyroll app on PS5 has been rendered utterly non-functional on my system. <laughs> Nick, don't say anything you can't take back. I I reached look I I am now at the point where I have you know like hard reset my PlayStation I have uninstalled and reinstalled like I I un- logged out for the app logged back in the app uh, force quit it uninstalled it reinstalled it and still every time I try to do anything on the app I just get oops something went wrong <laughs> so I just can't watch media on Crunchyroll on my PS5 anymore uh, which is fine I can watch it on my PC, but it is just, you know, one of those things where I wish this just fucking worked. Uh, but I thought I'd talk, that's one thing. That's one thing that's been obstructing what I've been weaving. I also thought I'd talk about, so I'm a big, I, I was just mentioning K-pop. Um, obviously, J-pop exists. Uh, I'm I'm less familiar with that, and I'm really honestly not that familiar with Japanese uh, uh, music in general. I did know of a band called Baby Metal, and I was like, okay, what's going on with the Japanese metal scene? Mm. And that led me to another band that maybe you, you're aware of, Heather, uh, called Band Made. Uh, this is a metal band that, uh, like Baby Metal, kind of uh, leans into an, uh, being an all-female lineup, and their wardrobe is, you know, like made outfits uh, while they play music that absolutely fucking shreds. Uh, so I thought I'd share one of their tracks. Uh, this is a little bit from their song, No God. Here we go. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared to hold on to me. 
Anyway, uh, I really like their music, and uh, I've been listening to their tracks. And uh, hey, they're going to be in a- and at the Anaheim House of Blues in August, so maybe I'll fucking check that out. That feels like a thing to do. Wow, hell yeah. But, but um, yeah, I mean, and also, you know, the wardrobe, the maid wardrobe, kind of t- ties in with something that is explored in, uh, in the melancholy of Harui Suzumiya. Should we get to it? I think we should. It's about fucking time. Holy it's about shit. Fucking Enough dicking time. around. So we are watching broadcast order, which means that this is the one, two, three, four, fifth episode of the show. But it was only the third episode chrono- chronologically, or if you're watching on Crunchyroll, literally episode three. We're talking about the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya part three, which picks up right after the cliffhanger. Where Yuki says that she is the, uh, she's like an alien entity from yes. the thought, the thought, the the thought, uh, integ- integrated data sentient entity, the thought entity. Um, we start with a pretty bold Evangelion esque data dump. Yes, where Yuki is talking to Kyon and saying, "Hey, here's." What happened? Three years ago, there was some kind of anomaly, and the majority of the data entry thought, data entity, sorry, uh, the majority of this like intergalactic data entity had decided that Haruhi Suzumiya was an, uh, a person of interest, um, and that somehow Haruhi was able to control the environment based on her will which is why Yuki even exists or or, or is there. And yeah, it's 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 reminding me of the the Twilight Zone episode, the famed one, uh it's a good life where it's like basically like there's this little boy who is this um you know, psychopathic god who can just sort of like he basically can is all powerful and so all anyone in this town uh who knows him can do is just try to placate him so they're not punished by his uh you know uh, by his whims i i mean that's that's what it kind of felt like it was it was tracking like yeah it feels a little bit like uh, a little bit like that but also a little bit like and and this is this is one of the sort of arc the arch philosophical questions of the show is that she so Yuki is a part of the show and a part of Haruhi's life because Haruhi is looking for the existence of aliens. And if right. Haruhi can shape everything to her own will, then she would will into reality aliens as a thing three years ago. So uh Kion's like Look, man, I I can't follow what you're saying because it's really complicated. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, why don't you tell Haruhi that you're an alien? And uh, Yuki's like, no. If Haruhi realizes what she can do, if she realizes that she can alter reality, it's very dangerous. Um, And Kyon's like, okay, this fucking... He doesn't believe her. This fucking girl's 
nuts. And he goes home and he's staring at his copy of Hyperion and he's like, it's because she reads too much sci-fi. Like, that's why she's like jibber-jabbering at me. Uh, and by, uh, by the way, when she's talking, like just the aesthetic of like, you know, all the 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 fisheye lenses and the, you know, the low angles and the heavy grain. And then there's like this fucking like just so much text on screen. I love all that shit. Yeah. It's so fucking it's so fucking anime. Like, let's just sort of, you know, cover this exposition with as little animation as possible, but just sort of, you know, uh, uh, layer effects all over it. So it's something interesting to look at. And I, yeah. I, um, I just love a lore dump too. Just yeah, like, I give love me, that too. Just yeah. Give me, give me information. That's yeah. great. That's good shit. Yep. Delicious. Yep. Um. So the next day, uh, the um, SOS brigade is hanging out in the club room, and they get. Wait, before that, they're playing a, a game, right? Right. Yeah. Are they playing so we, a game? yes. Yeah. So, uh. Uh, Mikaru is playing a like game that I should know. Othello is that it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 go. I think the the Japanese game is go, and they call it Othello in the translation. Yeah, and uh, and it's a really tricky game. And Yuki seems interested, and Yuki steps up and starts playing against Mikaru, which is one of the first like moments of like, I don't know, uh intention that Yuki's like exhibited to any of the characters. Mm-hmm. But yeah. because I don't know Go, I have no idea what it means when we see the board again. And it seems like Yuki may be like absolutely decimating Mikuru. I think that's what's happening. I okay. think that, sh- that she is, because, you know, it's it's pretty much a simple, from from my understanding of it, it's basically like just dominate the play space. And um, I think that 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 Yuki is uh, is playing is black and uh, Mikuru is is white. And so I think that, yeah, by the by the time they're they're toward they're towards the end and Haruhi sh- comes in, she's like controls like 80 percent of the board. I think that's what's happening. Yeah, it's uh, it, I, I don't know. But Haruhi shows up and. She's like, hey, great news. There's a transfer student, a mysterious transfer student. Kim's like, why Why is it mysterious? She's like, because it's mysterious. Uh, and we get a fifth member of the SOS Brigade uh, whose name is Itsuki Koizumi. And uh, we've met him before because the episodes are out of order. We saw him as the sort of love interest of... Uh, of Mikuru in the made to straight to video made by the SOS Brigade uh short film that premiered yes. our entire series. Right. Uh and uh and yeah, he's he's introduced and he joins the club after asking, "Hey, what's the club all about?" And Haruhi's like, "We're going to find future men, aliens and time travelers or something like that, right?" Espers, Espers I think, yeah. Yeah, Espers, future men and and aliens and he's like okay i'm in and you get a great like bit of uh voiceover from kion and he's like did he did he fucking hear what yeah what was said was he paying attention (laughs) um there's a there's a character like 
there's a character type that I feel like is like an anime trope, and it seems like Koizumi is that type of character where it's just like mostly he's he's got a slight smile with his eyes closed. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like yep. that's 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 kind of his default default expression. Um, there's also like one shot here where, and it's not it's not overplayed, but uh, you know, Mikuru just clumsily falls on top of the go board. And then Koizumi goes to help her up and checks if she's okay. And then you just see, like, over their shoulders, just uh, Kion looking on and his eye just twitching a little bit. Because <laughs> he's jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this dude this dude just showed up and he's already, like, helping out Mikuru. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so um, the ne- it's the next scene when Harhi starts fucking stripping Mikuru against her will, right? Yeah, yeah it, it's basically just a time jump to he returns to uh Kion like returns to the club room. Yeah. And then inside it's like it's the it's like one day later he just h- comes into the club room and then she's stripped Mikuru down who's crying. She's stripped her down to brawn panties and is trying to force an outfit on and Kion stumbles upon this and embarrasses himself and embarrasses her. Yeah, and then uh, Haruhi starts taking photos of Mikuru in this maid outfit and then grabs Yuki's glasses, shoves them on uh, Mikuru's face, and Kion's like, why am I going along with this? Why am I taking pictures <laughs> of her? What it, What is happening to me? Uh, she like rips and, open her shirt. Yeah, Haruhi... Harhi rips open Mikuru's maid outfit and it's like, be a sexy maid, and then shouts out all of the tropes that uh, Mikuru is fulfilling, which is she's a Lolita type, she's got great breasts, she's a maid, she's wearing glasses, which, again, I've said before, is the cynicism with which anime producers must make these shows. Yes, for sure. And that's the commentary that this fucking psychopathic high school kid <laughs> yeah is laying onto the show by just being like we've got it this watch- this what go ahead i'm watching the dub and haruhi at one point says come on everybody let's all have fun with mikuru and it's like oh jesus <laughs> yeah that's in the subs too yeah. yeah um so uh they're gonna all go out and they're gonna f- hunt for mysteries is the plan of action and they go to a uh, like a diner, and they break out straws, and each straw is matched with another straw, and they're going to break out into small groups. It'll be a, a pair and a group of three, because there's five of them. And Kion pulls the same uh, the same straw as Mikuru, which visibly pisses off Haruhi. Yeah. And then Haruhi is like, "Don't. This isn't a date." Don't fucking go on a date. And it's moments after Kion's have the thought like, eh, it'll basically be a date. It's not so bad. I don't mind yes. hanging out. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> basically, no characters here want anyone else to be happy. Like, that's just like, they're all like pissed off about that prospect. <laughs> You're going to have fun without me. Fuck you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so... Mikuru and Kion go off on a, a walk together, and they are walking along the river, and it is there's guitar music playing like it's a date, and it is so fucking sweet outside of the realm of uh, of typical action on the show. 
And then Mikuru's like, hey, I, can I t- tell you something? Ken's like, yeah, baby. What do you need to tell me? And they sit down on a bench. And she's like, so I'm from the future. (laughs) (laughs) And Kion's like, what? And she's like, well, maybe not even this time plane. Because she's effectively both a time traveler and a slider. You know, like from the the 90s sliders show, which, you know. Stop with no, we know man. we know sliders. Sliders. She's a we she's a sliders. multiverser. Uh and <laughs> she's like three years ago. We couldn't we realized we couldn't go backwards beyond like three years ago, your time, Kyon. Like we can't go beyond it. And so we think that Haruhi is the center of a time distortion. And uh so we're here to investigate. And, and uh, she's like, you're, but you're very important for this journey. And he's like, why? And she's like, he's classified. And he's like, okay, what, what, can you give me any <laughs> details about like what might happen if she finds out? And, and Mikuru's like, no, it's classified. And then he's like, can you tell me your, your age? And she's like, no, it's classified. <laughs> like convenient. She, other yeah. than saying, the most important thing, which is I'm a time traveler. Apparently, that's not classified, but no. all other information is. It's like I yes. walk into a meeting and I'm like, guys, woof, there is bad news at the company today. And they're like, what is it? And I'm like, can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great idea for a script that's going to make us a lot of money as a film. What's the idea? Can't, can't say. Classified nope. information. Yeah. Especially right happen. now. So... Yeah. Um, I, I feel bad for Keon in this moment, um, only because now he's heard two of the craziest things he's ever heard, and like can't do anything about it. Really, <laughs> every every part of how he's propelled forward is just like he's he seems to be going like why like why am I doing any of this? Like he's he seems just kind of just sort of you know sleepwalking along this path that's laid out in front of him. Haruhi is basically has like threatened him with like violently twice, like first to get him to show up and then has vi- like threatened him with violence if he has you know any fun on this date or thinks of this as a date. And then now like he thinks he's got it figured out. It's like, oh, she's like naive and inexperienced with with boys. And so that's like that's why she's so uncomfortable. But then, yes, her secret is that she's from the far future <laughs> and can't really reveal anything else to her to him. <laughs> So, so they return to uh, regroup, draw new. I st- might just be tempted to leave too at this. Like, I might just be like, you know what, guys, I'm out. Like, I I'm leaving the club. Well, this is I don't know what's happening. That's here. sort of the funniest thing about him is because he's like, he's not dumb, but he's like not no. smart either. Like, he's just sort of like a like a sort of like very average guy that's sort of just like oh, I don't know. And I I gotta say, while we're back on the club for a second. I think the cl- the idea for the club is good. We should be finding these things. In fi- in yeah, these I people. think it's fun. I think it's fun to look for future men. <laughs> I, I, I guess, I guess you know, a big part of why we can just infer that he's going along with this, and sometimes he, it's it's made pretty, you know, uh, pretty clear is that he just he seems like he likes being around these attractive, you know, women. Yeah, I can't um, think of why he would want to stick around. Interesting. <laughs> 
They so they regroup for lunch and they're eating at McDonald's, which in the show, yeah. in order to just sidestep that copyright issue, is a Wick Donald's. <laughs> They'll do that a lot. They'll just invert the arches. Yeah. Uh, and it's time to draw more straws. And Haruhi is again pissed off because Kyon's off with Yuki this time. And he's like, oh, my God, I don't. Uh, fine, okay. And they, in order to just hang out with Yuki for a couple hours, he's like, I guess I'll just bring her to a library. And he brings her to a library and he falls asleep. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Like I, I'm imagining outlining this episode and being like, so then he brings her to a library and he takes a nap, and that's the scene. Yeah, it's kind of incredible. Yeah. Uh, Harhi, when they return, is pissed off because he's late. Uh, doesn't believe that he was just at a library or sleeping. Think like she's slightly jealous. Uh, but none of them have found any mysteries. And it's time uh, to return to the school for another day of class. And it is then that uh, Itsuki Koizumi uh, is like, "Hey, Kyon, can I t- can I talk to you, man?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so mad. I'd be okay. so mad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, dude. Sure. And Koizumi's like, "Okay, so <laughs> I'm part of a secret organization." <laughs> of psychics and uh we're monitoring there's a few of us that have infiltrated the school uh and we're all kind of monitoring this harhi situation because three years ago something crazy happened and kion's like oh my god what is going on and this and koizumi goes we think haruhi might be god yes (laughs) (laughs) and she doesn't know that she's god but that she is willing stuff into existence because she's God, and and that's why we even exist. And maybe we didn't exist more than three years ago. Who knows? Um, which tracks because uh, uh, Yuki flat out says she was created three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, Kion's like, what? How do I fit into all this? And Koizumi's like, let me tell you, man, you are a normal person. (laughs) We have investigated you from all angles, and I didn't want to be weird about it, but you're completely normal. (laughs) And uh, so we're trying, we don't know how you fit into it, but that's, that's your shot. There's a moment in, in this when he's talking to one of the characters and he's getting all this rel- these revelations that Kion says something like, um, a, a, like, I, I like what, like, like, what is going on? Like, if anyone can tell me, like, please contact me. But it's like in his internal monologue and it's like, he's addressing the viewer yeah. to like, basically like, can you explain what's happening on the show? I'm on. Help me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's very funny. What I love about what I love about this reveal and thus the concept, the very concept of this show. I've never heard of anything like this before in my life. It's such a unique idea, such a unique premise that uh this girl 
can just will whatever she wants into existence and it 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 happens and that's a and that's a problem it seems like but we don't know to the extent of what or how or why uh and i i've been enjoying the episodes so far this episode i'm all in baby let's this go this one made th- yeah this one made me laugh a bunch um i think it's like Part of it is is, and I guess I guess some of it has to do with his with his age. But it's like Kion is being told basically that his entire reality might be a hallucination. (laughs) That like his memories of his childhood, of all his friends and family, may be stuff that's wholly invented, and that all of this this reality he inhabits has only been in existence for the past three years. And he's just kind of taking it all in with like a, what now? Like, huh? Like, uh, you know? Yeah, he heard the three craziest things like basically in a day. Uh, Come Uh, on, bro. (laughs) Like if somebody else came up to him after this and was like, I have something to tell you. I'd just be like, fuck off. No, I don't need more of this crazy information. Because no, now you, the other thing no, is listen, no listen yeah. if you like if you make God upset the world might be destroyed. I'd be like let's see if we can get her mad then let's just Come like on. I'm done with this. Yeah, because uh, now he has to keep. I mean, four secrets if you count that he's just normal, but he has to keep three pretty huge secrets, and I think he's capable of that because why he has no reason to say anything about it yet. Yeah. Well, Koizumi in particular is like basically like, look, we just kind of have to play along with it because if we don't, she might realize her true potential and that's when shit could really get hairy. Right. So we have to. So it's like a it's like we know, you know, we all know that she's God, but she doesn't really know that she's God or to what extent that she's God. So we have to act like we don't know that she's God, but we're fulfilling her wishes and trying to act how we think we want her to act. Um, it's a really layered dance that they have to carry yeah. out, which like- which kind of which makes things like the student film uh, that 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 starts the series make a lot more sense in retrospect. I like that that if you if you were God and you wanted there to be aliens, and that was your want, satisfying that want would immediately bore you. Right, like you'd be like so bummed out. Like, after the initial rush of, like, oh, my God, there are aliens. Wow. Then, like, a week later, you'd be, like, it's, like, it's like when you hear people have won an Oscar and they're depressed afterwards. It's, like, of course, you, you spent your entire life in a, in a condition of wanting. Oh, and yeah. And then as soon as you achieved the thing, nothing happened. Like, nothing changes. You just know that it did. And and well, that's and, and, yeah yeah go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like like my point of comparison was the stock market in Animal Crossing. If you just like had like a fucking someone someone's island had an incredible price, uh, and you went over there and you sold you know uh, you sold all your fu- all your turnip futures. It was turnips, right? Yeah, turnips. Yeah. You sold all your turnips futures, and like now all of a sudden you had like eighteen million bells. And so the scarcity no longer existed. Like you completely ruined your island's economy and the game stops being fun because just whatever you want, you can buy. Like it's it's yeah. kind of the same sort of thing of like you want there to be, you aren't aware that the 
lack of access to something is what makes it interesting. Similarly, and that's exactly why I'm trying not to be rich. I just like can't. <laughs> I just refuse to be rich and make money uh, so I could still want. I've heard mm-hmm. a secret that the rich don't think they're rich. I have heard this as well. A, yeah, you're always in a state of thinking, oh, I can make I can make it. I can get there. Yeah. I, I was going to liken this to uh, something that I don't think I've, maybe I've commented on on our sister podcast that I uh, got the Master Sword in Tears of the Kingdom extremely early. Before mm-hmm. I've unlocked binoculars, I have the Master Sword <laughs> just from like fucking wandering around and like attacking shit. And I'm a little bit like, ugh. Because that's such a goal mm-hmm. in a Zelda yeah, sure. game that I'm a little I'm a little bit like, I don't know if I want to keep playing. Like I don't I I really wit and I've I haven't watched any playthroughs and watch any anything. Mm-hmm. I just went to a thing that I thought looked interesting and then now I have the master sword and it's it's a bummer. Yeah. You want that sword to be like the second to last thing you do in the game. Not a- the thing you do before you do binoculars. So that's uh, the, the, the last maybe minorly interesting thing that happens in this episode is that Harhi doesn't show up for club the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. And Kion's like, huh, she didn't show up today. And that's somewhat remarkable to him, even though he's met an alien, a time traveler, and an esper all in the same like 48 hours. The thing that's most interesting to him is and worth commentary is, hmm, Harhi didn't show up. What's that all about? He also uh, stumbles in on Mikuru changing again. Well, of course. Um, and then you got to sell the show. Like, dutifully, sell, dutifully serving tea. Got to sell the show. Yeah. Can't not sell the show. So uh, we don't know how old she is. <laughs> <laughs> so Cartoons then we don't are... have driver's licenses. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> She's from any time. Who knows she how many she's life- from the future? Yeah. <laughs> they ask how old she's. How old are you? And she's like classified information. That means you can't get in trouble. Uh, our next episode is chronologically episode ten. That's where you find it on Crunchyroll. But here in our broadcast order rewatch, it is episode six, also known as. Uh, Remote Island Syndrome 1, Part 1, which it says in the fuck like, it has a title yes. in the episode. Uh, I just wanted to point out a little bit of trivia. All the all these, this anime is based on a series of light novels, uh, and those light novels have continued to be published up until this day. Uh, but in the light novel, uh, the, the, so... The plot of this is the SOS Brigade goes to a remote island because Koizumi's relative is super fucking rich and has a private island with a mansion. And Haruhi's like, oh, dude, we are definitely going to find mysteries there. So they go to the island. In the book, they get fucking wasted on the (laughs) island. They get hammered. And... The way that the sh- that the light novel demonstrates Haruhi's uniqueness, not unlike hitting home runs constantly in baseball, is that the next day she's not hungover, <laughs> and everybody <laughs> else is. Like that's what like that ma- makes her special. But instead, oh, in the in the TV series, uh, Kyon's little sister sh- uh, comes along 
which is the reason it's family friendly. Like that's mm. con- like metatextually, that's why they don't get drunk on the island is because his little sister is there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get guys? what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I just talk real, real, just pause for one second and say, so this is epi- this is a part one of remote island syndrome. Now I checked the air episode order, airing order, which uh, Apodaca meticulously compiled and posted. They aired, they aired part one, then they aired a completely unrelated episode, <laughs> and then they aired part two. That's well, bananas. <laughs> but if you're telling this story of a god who may or may not control reality. Sure. And may or may not be controlling the actual existence of the anime itself. Wouldn't the most interesting version of the anime airing to Haruhi be that everything's kind of out of order? Sure, yeah. It's the kind of harebrained thing that she would like. You can almost hear Kion being like, why aren't we releasing these in order? And Haruhi being like, because it's more mysterious this way. And he's like, you can't just make <laughs> yes, right. fucking shit mysterious by like releasing it out of order. That being said, the series is chosen to be released in this order for a reason. And I think that's because it climaxes with the final episode, which hmm. isn't the final episode of the show. And there's a bit of like internal logic where Kion's on a boat. The episode opens with him on a boat in the middle of the ocean and Koizumi's talking to him and Kion to us basically goes, wait, why am I on a boat in the middle of the ocean? Like he's almost aware of it. Uh, And uh, Koizumi is like, oh, I've got this, you know, island. We're going to go. He sets out the premise. (laughs) And Kion just goes, are you sane to him? Like (laughs) deadpan. Um, I think the reason episode 10 follows episode three is because we, in cont- our continuity, we see that Kion has accepted everything told to him in episode three. Mm-hmm. Like he, mm. he is in a position now where he's like, okay, this guy's a Esper that like, he says, does this have anything to do with your fucking organization? Like he's on board with all of their premises. Uh, by the time we get to episode 10. Um, I also want to say, I fucking, I, this is my least favorite episode of the show. Interesting. Because I don't like the beach. I mm. don't like beach mysteries. I don't like the beach episodes in anime and everybody's got to have a beach episode. And I, I'm just not, I'm not a fan. I never See, You didn't be- even like the beach mystery on a glass onion? I didn't really. Yeah, I mean either actually. I, I'm not that smart, so I love shit like that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I've come to appreciate the beach. I'm not typically. Yeah. I was not typically a beach guy, but in the in the last few years, I've I've come to really enjoy the sun and the surf, baby. But I, I love the beach. I'm a classic SoCal surfer, yeah. dude. Give me all that you got. Uh, that said, I understand your your criticism here. And also, just to be clear, like I like Knives Out. I was just kind of disappointed by Glass Onion. It's okay. It's hard to, you know what? You, that's why they don't say you can buy as many bottles filled with lightning uh, anywhere you want. It's, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to. It's hard to do. And you know, yeah. you know, if they do more, we'll you know, see if they they get it right the second. Uh, you know, another time. 
So yeah, there's a be- beach mystery. We we there there's the SOS brigade is meeting and kind of sort of planning this out. Yeah, and Haruhi's like for sure this is gonna be like an Agatha Christie thing, which because she's God, lets us know that yes, it will definitely be some kind of Agatha Christie thing, and right. their weird like defensive line has to like get in front mm-hmm. of this to protect. Harahi from being satisfied, it's almost like the engine of existence is keeping this girl melancholy, which is kind of- Oh, interesting. Yes. Like Like, sweetly poetic in some kind of sad little way. She has the power to make anything she wants true. And because of that, she can't know that that's something she can do. So the things that she comes up with stop her from enjoying what she is, what she can do. That's interesting. Yeah. It's the- Koizumi is like who seems like the I, I, I don't know how you describe him, like the chief enabler, or at least the the guy who's prioritizing her stability is is just like had volunteered, like, hey, oh, I have a rich relative where we can do this. Basically, just sort of like what, like yeah, who know, who knows how how true that is? Who knows whatever, uh, you know what's been willed into existence? But it's like he's just he's basically like, hey, this whole thing, like yeah, whatever you want to you want to do, we can make it happen. I have a rich relative, um, so yeah, we can come do this island mystery there. They, I want to say that Kion's little sister arrives because she hides in a bag. Hmm. <laughs> She's so small she hides in a bag. And then he he finds her and he's like, oh, god damn it. Uh so um they play cards on a boat. Kion falls asleep on a boat. They arrive at uh their first port of call. They get picked up by this rich dude's yacht. They take that yacht to a private island. Uh they sh- they they lock up and uh Harry's like, hmm. That butler is awfully suspicious, which in my head, not remembering exactly how this series went, probably means the butler did it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Harhi's like, oh, the butler's suspicious. Right. Um, Harhi wants to create a closed loop, is what Koizumi says to Kion, which means that like you have this like bottle episode, and that's what she wants. Like, she's like, oh, cool mysteries happen inside of bottle episodes. So they go to this fucking mansion and it's a uh, nice food and a good beach and they're playing in the beach and then, you know, get close-up shots of boobies in the water. And then uh, they go to bed after after playing some games and they play they play a game called I'm the King and it's and it's a game where you draw straws and whoever the king is has like the, the the king straw and the other people have numbers on their straws. And so you say it seems like a fun party game mm-hmm. as the king. You're like, well, number two has to turn over their shoulder and say, I love you. And then you find out who number two is. And in this case, it's Yuki. And you- <laughs> Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Okay, now because I, I was like I, I wasn't sure if the numbers were a mystery or not. I was trying to figure out the logic of it, but yeah, they no. they, they 
Yeah, go on. So each round, you then you recompile the straws, and Got it. everybody picks, and then the king is like, okay, number five, you have to, uh, you know, k- kiss your elbow or something, right? Uh, but she's like, okay, so you have to look over your shoulder and say, I love you. And it's Yuki's number two, and Yuki is fucking a robot. And so she's just like, I love you. And, she, and <laughs> Ari's like, no, 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 no. With emotion. Like, like do it like with emotion. And Yuki's like, I love you. Oh, okay, no. And then she makes, I think, everybody do it. Trying to satisfy right. something she's looking for. Looking over your shoulder and saying, I love you. Maybe she's looking for, like, Mikuru to do it. Like, maybe that's what she wanted. Um, but she doesn't get what she wants. Remains melancholy. But the next day, a mysterious storm rolls in. And they can't leave the island because the waves are crashing against it and tossing the yacht hither and thither. It's and Heather. Your name's Heather. Heather and Thether. <laughs> <laughs> and Hari, he's like really excited because the storm was unexpected. Like there's a flash of like, she's like, oh, it was an unplanned storm. And wait, I've, there's a, there's a also another funny moment earlier that I forgot, which I just wanted to call out, which is that mm-hmm. they're, they're sitting around in their bedroom board and Haruhi suddenly stands up and goes, I figured it out. I know who did it. And yes, Kyung's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Nobody's <laughs> done anything. We just got here. <laughs> but that day, that night, um, the uh, the headmaster? What do you call him? The butler. I think they just call him the butler. He shows up and he's like, hey, uh, the main, the overlord, the landlord, mm-hmm. the dude, uh, he's missing and we can't get in touch with him. And so they go to his room and they bust open the door and it takes a couple of tries because Keon's like this only works on television finally they knock down the door and they find that he's been stabbed in the heart with a knife Haruhi's got her wish it's going to be a murder mystery Uh, there's a moment a little earlier where they're playing one of the games and there's a you know Keon loses and he has to buy everyone juice and then this was a thing you pointed out Matt uh, he gets he brings the apple juice back to Haruhi and Haruhi has a it's a it's a Misato reference to the way she That's drinks right. the juice with with exuberance. Yep. Yep, it, she slams her juice. Yeah. I loved it. I love to see yeah, it. Put it in every show. I don't care. <laughs> I never get sick of seeing an Eva reference and maybe it is because it was like the first one of these that we watched. Uh but I just I love it. Also there's a really great moment earlier when uh, the real life maid of the island shows up mm-hmm. and Miguru is studying her like seriously, yeah. like trying to become a better maid, <laughs> which is pretty great. Uh, I loved, I loved this. I know that Heather said it's her least favorite, but I loved this because just looking ahead at the schedule, this is like, we and we talked about this. We touched on this, that it's part one of, uh, of a couple of episodes, I guess two. I guess we're going to see it in the, uh, we'll talk about it on next week's show, but it's not, the, the the conclusion to this story isn't the next episode that we're watching. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a, 
I mean, it's just, it's just like it, it, it's fucking with you in the same way it's fucking with Keon. Yes. You know, like this episode is just sort of like kind of like a little hard to, to clock everything that's going on, um, and it's just sort of like there's a point when it's like, well, and it's the episode's almost over at this point where he's like, because you know by the time they get to the murder, it's like a very, it's like the last two minutes of the episode that are dedicated to any sort of thing of consequence happening plot wise mm-hmm. there there there's a point where Keon's like like ah wouldn't it be a relief if like the story ended right now like if it was just like you know because nothing really happened today so wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if that was it um it's like yeah he's again he's just kind of commenting on the thing he's inhabiting the world he's a this this the show that he's a part of mm-hmm. I love it I don't there's like, also a part like where the they're beach. like, yeah. What, Nick? I was just going to say, there's another thing, too, where they're just like, there's the storm comes out of nowhere, right? And there's a line that's like, whose head did the storm come out of? Uh, and that's played over a close-up of of Haruhi. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's it's just, I, I again, they're, 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 he's more and more aware that they're beholden to the whims of a god. And a couple episodes ago, Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in the last batch of episodes, Kion asked uh, the alien, what's her name? Uh, uh, Nagato. Nagato, if she could change the weather, and she said no. Yes. Yep. But now this storm comes out of nowhere. Maybe somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, she said she could change it. Yes. She's like, but it's going to affect the world. She said, she told this to Kion. Yes. Kion was like, what if you change the weather for the baseball game? And she's like, it might affect things 100 years from now or 100,000 years from now. And he's like, okay, well, maybe don't do it. Just an interesting little uh, little parallel. Who knows? I don't know if it'll come back into play or if it, it won't. Uh, Heather won't say, and that's, and, that's, <laughs> and that's good. I won't. I won't say. Well, hey, I think that we've said all we can about this week's episodes. But we want your thoughts on last week's episodes two and seven. <laughs> That's correct, Matt? That's right. That's right. Yes. Exactly. It's time for the chain reactions of a Harui Suzumiya. <laughs> okay. Last week we talked about, um, we got a comment from uh, Kirik, and we asked uh, for more context. They said that they're a, a big fan of uh, Haruhi uh, when it originally aired. Uh, so here we go. This is a comment from Kirik with more context. I was in high school around the time Haruhi first aired, and y'all, it gripped me like nothing else. I've seen it subbed, dubbed, both orders, read the books, seen the movie, etc. While and while parts of it are kind of icky in retrospect, parentheses, justice for Mikuru, I'll always love Haruhi, <laughs> show and character. That that makes a fourth wall leaning meta, genuinely funny comedy, heartfelt drama and characters, the gorgeous production. There's just nothing like it at the time, and I don't think any attempts at it since have managed to top it. It's a great I comment. Mean, it's a great comment. Feels uh feels very much like this is the uh meta classroom sci-fi comedy drama uh high watermark that Evangelion hits in the giant robot mm. world. Mm. It's hard to top it. It also Man. sucks when you're like the first at changing something and also the best. Yeah, that's sure. interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. like sort of like us. 
Yeah, like, with, with, like doing us? This. Yeah, like doing and, and doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Everybody that started one after us, you know, you can kind of see the, they're trying to do this, but. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they can't really do that. Yeah, I agree with with Matt and Heather. <laughs> We're all saying the same thing. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get another comment. <laughs> uh, this one's from Luke Iwert. I'm only pointing this out because I'm as old as you guys, but Chuck Norris also sang his own theme song. Last week we talked about... Is that true? I guess so. In That's Walker, Texas tough. Ranger? I don't. This I is the first I'm hearing of it. I'm not verifying any of the claims in the comments. I'm just reading them. I, I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, it's, there's a it's song easy to called, believe. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Eye of a Ranger was the original song, and that was by singer-songwriter named Turk Wilder. Great name. <laughs> who is friends with Chuck Norris's bodyguard. Great. Okay. <laughs> Why did that make me sad? <laughs> wow. That's great. Um, well, there, there you go. Uh, this next one is from Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Wait, uh, no, it, it maybe hold on. Maybe the song was composed by someone else, but but Chuck Norris actually sang it. I wish I could craft. I feel like we got we got it. Look, we could, we just got to listen to the, the the Walker Texas Ranger. And sure. The song. Hold on, I'll cue it up. We'll watch video too. Why not? Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to see my man Chuck. <laughs> Wow, there he is. The unsuspecting yeah. stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. <laughs> I mean, the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. It's, it's very clearly his voice. That setting. Not a great singer. No. But he's good uh, at everything else. Yeah, he is. A rattlesnake bit him, and the rattlesnake died. I've heard that. I've heard that fact. The, I mean, if that was an anime, I'd love it. Well, here's (laughs) the thing. Fucking sheriff roundhouse kicking someone. (laughs) Looks awesome. (laughs) Nothing about... (laughs) Nothing about the concept of Walker Texas Ranger is bad. It's like yeah. it's great. It's like he's such a funny, weird like. I mean, my only context for him is from Late Night with Conan O'Brien. The Me Walker, too. Texas there was a Ranger Conan lever. bit for people who don't remember it. Uh, Conan back on his NBC days and his late night days, but his his first of three talk shows, he had a a lever he could pull, which would just play a random. Walker, Texas Ranger clip. It was honestly the first, like, no context blank I've seen in terms of yes. comedy. It's a, a common meme format, but, it, and it would just be like presented a random clip with, of, of, with no other context of like, you know, whatever, like a, a, a bear eating a drug dealer and Walker saying, Texas justice, you know, yeah, <laughs> and like, exactly. do the whole thing. Every single clip, no matter what, somehow, it, because of the context is removed became the funniest thing you've ever seen. They're yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh, without context. They're probably boring or bad in, in with with the rest of it, but who knows? Um so back to Dan. Yes. 
is the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya actually Frasier? Is that the twist? And then it, <laughs> and then Itna comments, Apodaca clocked at episode three with the emoji that's like this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just people having fun in the comments. That's, I, love that's, that. I love to see that. Um, this next one is from Sam Mitchell. Hi, Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello, Sam. I somehow lived as an anime fan through the mid-2000s without seeing this show or having anything spoiled. I'm really enjoying it, but my husband, also seeing it for the first time, is not a fan of the broadcast order so far. I'm hoping I can convince him to continue watching, quote, as intended. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I hope so, too. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what to say to that. Anders. The, respect the art. Well, and this is, you know... Someone commented on Sam's post, Anders M. Korn says, Stay strong. Chronicle ar- chronological order is incredibly boring. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, because like, well, I, I couldn't discern why. But maybe I'll, I'll probably it, watch this whole fucking thing in broadcast order. Yeah. You know, and, but I'm, I'm interested to maybe revisit in chronological order just to see what that's like. I I agree with the um with the indictment of chronological order. The show is not designed structurally to be watched in chronological order. It climax it builds to a climax which if you would uh, arrive at that chronologically the rest of the series is kind of like uh hmm mm. interesting. That's uh, on purpose. There's also a chance that 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 your husband uh, just doesn't like just isn't connecting with the show. I mean, the broadcast order may not be the the big the big issue here. You know, that's also true. Robot. Not everything is for everyone. That's true. Um, this next one's from Blair Q and Smith. What's up, Blair? What's up, Blair? Frequent commenter, great commenter. These two episodes taught me that Haruhi is the perfect combination of athlete and psychopath. Where I think she could easily win Blue Lock. <laughs> fair totally fair that's great and and finally from nix null hi nix hello nix i was so excited to see y'all are doing haruhi it's why i subscribe to the patreon i've watched it three or four times at least once in both orders and i read the novels i think one thing that still blows me away about this series is the subtle sophistication you've already discussed the amazing dry humor and the deconstruction of tropes but there's also some literary deep cuts and an incredibly far-thinking foreshadowing please go all the way to the movie it really ties everything together in a perfect bow wow somebody telling us to go all the way Mm, okay I wonder what literary deep cuts we've missed. There's no way well, that I'm getting books. into that. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been weaving? Uh, well, I've been uh, working my way through James Joyce. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been I eating can't... stamps. <laughs> I couldn't even come up with an author's name. <laughs> All right, well, hey, those were your Chain Reactions episodes two and seven. Those were our thoughts on episodes three and ten. And we're going to take a little breather of Harui Suzumiya next week so that we can discuss the recently released film theatrically Across the Spider-Verse. How fun is that? It's, it's pretty fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's, and it's, it's definitely, it's not only convenient, 
it's uh, exciting to talk about. So tune in. It's going to be great. So we'll have we'll, we'll just be talking about that next week. Your Harui Su- Suzumiya thoughts on episodes uh, uh, three and ten, um, <laughs> Melancholy Part Three and Remote Island Syndrome Part One. We will talk about those when we return to Harui Suzumiya in two weeks. So <laughs> little pause, Spider Man, the... back to Suzumiya. The the podcast itself is becoming non chronological. <laughs> 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 Very fitting. And um I'm off uh, on my way to a mysterious island. Uh so uh yeah, I'll see you guys real soon, I'm sure. I'm oh. sure you'll be fine, Nick. Okay, great. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen to you there. Just make sure you didn't get animated. Oh, but also Nick, don't get on the plane that you usually get on. <laughs> <laughs>